Hey, what's up, weirdos? I'm Josh, and this is... Heather. And we're into it for another episode of Baranormal. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, one of our old uh, places we like to go to. It's called Rhyolite, and it's in Beatty, Nevada. So It's in Rhyolite, Nevada, actually. Actually, That's... yeah, it's Rhyolite, yeah. near <laughs> Beatty, right? Yeah, it's near Beatty, yeah. yeah. Um, but I want to do a little bit of history first, because the history of Rhyolite... If you don't know anything about Rhyolite, in reference to Las Vegas, it's about three to three and a half hours north, but still in Nevada. Rhyolite is currently a ghost town, um, but it did at one point become a very thriving town. Uh, Back on August 9th of 1904, there were two... Uh, I, I don't know what you call the guys that, like, discover gold and stuff. Prospectors, I yeah, think? Yeah, prospectors. Okay. Yeah, like, like gold miners. Yeah. There's gold in them to our hills. <laughs> yeah, so, so these two prospectors, and I found their names, um, Frank Shorty Harris and Ernest Ed Cross. Dis- I just saw that right, right now. <laughs> I was just reading about that. Um, they discovered gold ore nearby where the Rhyolite uh, town site would eventually crop up. Um, and it became named uh, Bullfrog Mining District because when they saw the mountain, it had a greenish color on it, and there were um, there was yellow metal sticking out everywhere, so it resembled the back of a bullfrog. Oh wow! Yeah, I never, I didn't didn't know that at all. Um, but so they started setting up. Basically, they were setting up um, mining camps everywhere. Yeah. And they found out that rhyolite was actually extremely valuable. The the gold ore that they found there, um, it was sixteen thousand dollars per ton that wow. they could get out of the gold ore there. And um, from and what, that's back in that those days. Yeah, that the was early nineteen hundreds. Nine, yeah, nineteen oh four, nineteen oh five. So inflation, that's eighty billion million trillion dollars. <laughs> no, I'll get <laughs> to that. I'm actually right there. Oh, you've got that. Yeah. So wow. within three years, um, they mined about a million dollars out of Rhyolite, which in today's standard is about twenty seven million. Wow. Within three years. Wow. So that it was quite plentiful at the time. Um it became a town site officially in nineteen oh five. And they actually named it Rhyolite after the volcanic rock that they found in the area that they said was silica rich. Oh, yeah, like the like the stuff they put in your pants and stuff when you get brand new pants and jackets. And I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. So who you knows? Maybe those silica packs in your beef jerky. Yeah, maybe the silica <laughs> pack in your beef jerky is from Rhyolite. Do not eat. <laughs> do, yeah, do not eat it. It's bad. Um, but at the time, it was only a two-tent camp in Rhyolite. Um, it exploded to about 5,000 people within six months. Wow. Six months. Wow. Because they're like, that's gold up in them, their hills. Well, somebody's got gold. Everybody wants that gold. Yeah, and they ran to it. Um, so did they just, like, stake up land out there back then? Yeah. It? So wow. So get this. Right after... This happened, all of a sudden, all these businesses started popping up. So, now, I'm not sure if these numbers are right, because the, the the different websites I was looking up, I had, a, like, a little bit of discrepancy, but this is kind of what I found. Um, they had 50 saloons there at one point. Wow. 35 gambling tables, 19 lodging houses, 16 restaurants, a uh. bunch of barbers, a public bathhouse, and the... 
Oh, I just lost my spot now. Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, I my my thing is they had fifty saloon. They had more saloons than they had places to stay. You do know this is in Nevada. I said it's only three miles north of Las Vegas. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, so yeah, the the Rhyolite Herald was what they also had, which is a was a weekly newspaper at the time. Um, and then in July of 1905, they received their first water system. Oh wow! In the fall of 1906, they started um, popping up with rock and concrete buildings instead of camps, tent camps. So it was no longer a tent site; it became like brick and mortar. Yes, and, okay. Started to become an actual town. And then in December of 1906, the first railroad was built so that they could start having people come straight to Rylite. Yeah, we see that the railroad station still there. It is still there. And actually, I read, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I did read that um, the railroad or the trains depot that is in Rylite currently is privately owned separate from the rest of Rylite. Oh, if you're listening and you like our podcast, maybe you can let us go and investigate. It's really interesting looking. It's it's the only building that is like still standing in such good condition. Yeah, it's definitely way better condition than the rest of Rylite. Yeah, and I Rylite is in ruins. And I was gonna say minus the bottle house, but I found out in research that the bottle house has been like redone several times. Yeah, because it's just mud and bottles. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. The bottle house actually looks very modern. Yeah, they it, it, it compared to the rest. They updated some yeah. stuff too. But, but we'll get to the bottle house. <laughs> Back to the story. So, in 1906, which is actually partly why they started to get buildings and stuff, but Charles <laughs> Schwab invested in Rhyolite. Like the Q-tip guy? Either that or the investment banking company. You know, Charles Schwab. You, you, oh, you, I, I think that, that's who that is. That probably makes a little bit more sense than the Q-tip guy. <laughs> Maybe that's the same person. I don't know. I don't know. Someone research. Find out. We didn't research that. (laughs) Anyway, but because of that, they started getting concrete sidewalks, electric lights, water mains, telephone and telegraph lines, daily and weekly newspapers. They had a monthly magazine. There were police and fire departments, a hospital, a school, which we have visited numerous times. We've been in the school for sure. A train station and railway depot, which we were just talking about. They had three banks, one of which we have also been in numerous times and has been featured in many, many movies. Um, There was a stock exchange, an opera house, a public school, or sorry, public pool, (laughs) and two churches. Yeah, the stock stock exchange makes a lot more sense since Charles Schwab was not a Q-tip guy. And he was a American multinational financial services company. Yeah. And big, yeah, yeah it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so, note to listeners, listen to Heather, not Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so in 1906, there was apparently a very large earthquake in San Francisco that disrupted the rail service. And because of this, that actually halted the trains from arriving in Rhyolite. 1906. If you remember what I said not too long ago, it it became a town site in 1905. Yeah, so a year later? A year later, the railway was already getting disrupted. Wow. And during that time, too, they started to notice that the ore was starting to run out, the gold ore. Oh, man. They're doomed from the start. Yes. So then there was apparently a financial panic 
1907 that stopped any further funding to develop the mines and move further. Yeah, well, when you're already losing your product and mm-hmm. everything, yeah, nobody's going to want to spend any more money there. Exactly. And during that time, so there's two different numbers. I'm not sure which is right, but at the, at the height of Rhyolite, before it started trickling down with, with this earthquake and the financial panic, it says that there was anywhere from seven to 10,000 people that lived in Rhyolite at That's the height amazing. of it. If you see it now, it's amazing to think that there's anywhere near 10,000 people at that place. And we actually just got our social media, everyone. What, what? So <laughs> um, we'll post some photos, like uh, the before photos of Rhyolite, and then um, pull some of hopefully our photos yeah, we have of some... what Rhyolite looks like now. You'll, you'll be surprised if you haven't already been there before. But I'm looking right now online just to see some old photos of Rhyolite. And to see it from then to now, what's left of Rhyolite, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's just decimated. Mm-hmm. So after that, by 1909, they could find no new gold ore whatsoever. 1909. By there was no more gold in them bar hills. Yes. The, the gold ran out of them their hills. And then remember... I said just what two years ago in 1907 that there were anywhere from seven to ten thousand people. Mm-hmm. By 1910, population was about 675. Whoa! So they just came, got what they wanted, and left. Left. They sucked the resources out of that place and left. <laughs> so businesses, of course, were failing. That's why people started leaving. People were obtaining work elsewhere because there was no work there to be had. And all three of the banks that I told you about earlier closed during that year of 1910. All three of them. By 1911, the mine that produced the largest amount of ore for this area shut down because there was no ore to mine. Right. The last newspaper in Rhyolite shut down in June of 1912. The post office closed in November of 1913. The, and the last train left July of 1914. So where did all those people go to? Did they just go to the next mining town, like Gold Point or Goldfield or something like that, do you think? I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh, I, I think they went in these same areas I'm going to talk about in a second. But um, after that, it, again, two different dates, so I'm not sure which one's right. But um, I, I read that power was shut off either in 1914 or 1916. Power was shut off to an entire city. Yes, because they... <laughs> They no longer were going to take care of it. That's nuts. It said by 1916, Rhyolite was mostly abandoned. And in the census for 1920, when they did the po- you know the census population, uh, it was 14 in, ni- <laughs> in 1920. 14 people total. 14 people. And now there's none. Now there's none. Yeah. Except for the Friends of Rhyolite. Which I will also talk about. <laughs> you just keep stealing all my, my bullet points. Um, so there were a lot of buildings which you would not know if you ever visited Rylate. There's maybe five. I, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say eight because I might be forgetting. There's some that we don't go visit and there's a bunch behind the train depot that I don't count like little train cars. Um, so I think there's anywhere between like five to six. There's the school, the bank, the railroad station. The whorehouse. The, yeah, the brothel. The, the jail. jail. The bottle house. 
So six. I think that's about it. Yeah. Or is there... But anyway, there's there's just... Anyway. Yeah. Um, So you would think when you see it now with there being, you know, those amount of buildings that um, that's the small town. But it actually had quite a few more. Um, Again, there's about 10,000 people in there. And some of the buildings, they ended up literally picking up and moving to other cities in Nevada. That is just insane. So what was originally the Miners Union Hall in Rhyolite is now the, well, I don't know if it's currently, but turned into the Old Town Hall in Beatty, Nevada, which Beatty's like maybe two to five miles just... Yeah, it's right down, right down the street, really. Yeah. There were several buildings that they used to make the Beatty School, and there's a saloon countertop that relocated to Good Springs which is uh, called the Pioneer Saloon, and it has been there since 1913. So they used buildings from Rhyolite to make a school in Beatty? Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. That's good repurposing, I guess. Yeah, so uh, if you, when you see in the photos, you'll see there was obviously a lot, and there's really only so many buildings standing. The, the Cook Bank, the one that is the one that, uh, if you've seen it in movies, that... If you've or if you see Rylate in movies, that's the building they tend to feature is the Cook Bank because it just looks ominous. Yeah, it's not, but it looks ominous. It's just the way it's falling apart and it's all angular now, and it's, it it keeps getting more and more angular. And the crazy thing is, there's a lot of um, dirt and stuff and rocky terrain that you have to climb around to get to it, but. When you see it in pictures, they had paved roads and it was flat and there was a road yeah. on the side. But now you have to climb over rocks and stuff. It's it's crazy. It, it's kind of mind-boggling, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I keep going off on tangents. <laughs> I love Rylite so much. I could talk about it forever. Um, so back to the bottle house. This was or this is called the Tom Kelly Bottle House because Tom Kelly, who in the census he listed himself as a bricklayer, but they also think he was a miner, was the person who built this house. He made it out of 50,000 beer bottles and adobe mud. Yeah. And if you look at it, when you if you ever go to Rylight and you see it, you'll see. You're like, this is like just bottles and mud. And that's exactly, that's all it is. <laughs> but it's pretty impressive. There's like, a, there's like a front patio now, and I think they added that, though. Yeah, and they added like a little miniature city to it, too. They showed like the, a map of the city, kind of. Yeah. But I read the reason he was able to build that house was because as a miner back in those days, there was nothing else to do but drink beer when you got off of work. <laughs> so the bottles just piled up and he decided to make a house. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was, or is, sorry, I keep saying was, it exists still. It is a three-bedroom house. And fun fact, do you remember when every time we would go before they put the fencing up and stuff like oh, I mean they still let you in with the fencing but when we would look and on the bottles we would see those initials AB and we always wondered what that stood for yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out what does it mean it stands for Adolphus Bush who was a brewer at the time oh like that maybe he joined Anheuser Busch well no because that is B-U-S-C-H and this is just Bush B-U-S-H uh, well just just I don't know. I mean, maybe. It didn't mention that he was anyone with Anheuser-Busch. But, um, so funny thing, when he, he wanted to leave, and in order to sell his house, when he decided to sell it, he sold $5 raffle tickets. What? For his house? For his house, yeah. How much did he end up getting for his house? They didn't say. 
which uh, kind of bummed me out. But I'm like, that's. I wonder if it was just five bucks, you know. <laughs> one surprise. And this this information I'm gonna go over next. I'm not sure how accurate this is again because there were just different information that I found on several different websites. But it is interesting if this is true. So if anyone knows, correct me because I could totally be wrong. Um, but uh, I read that the last tenants of the house ended up being Tommy and Mary Thompson and their, like, eight kids. Um, it said that they were there until 1969. But then that what's confusing to me is I guess maybe they, they were the last ones to live there. Because it says that the grandson then ran it as an attraction and gift shop until 1989. Wow. Right? It was like people were going and you'd like going in as a shop. It seems like it wouldn't even hold up to even like be able to walk through it anymore. They probably had to stop because uh, I read that they had to repair the roof um, at one point. I would think they had to repair, repair the floors too. I mean, it was yeah. all like original wood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bureau of Land Management eventually took it over and I believe currently is the one who takes care of it. And they created the friends of rhyolite who we learned about on one of our like first visits you and i together we actually talked to the people there they they have their rvs and they live on site and they kind of take care of things around the bottle house and drive around and make sure people aren't messing things up and it's kind of cool little job that they got there yeah you know i was just thinking about though what's crazy about the sound and looking at these pictures of the ruins is this town is essentially about 120 years old. Yeah. I lived in a house older than this town. Yeah. My house is still standing. Well, and, and, <laughs> and to correct you, this town was technically only 16 years old. Yeah. I'm saying 120 the, years alive, today, Yeah, like yeah. a live town, really. It was only like 16. That's just mind-boggling. Okay. So, fun thing I found out that I want to go roll into. So, uh, I started going to Rhyolite... Actually, a few times before I started going with you, Josh, like before we were even together. And you're the one one introduced me to it. Yes. And it was really cool because I remember we went to see, I think we actually went to see it in the theater, if I remember correctly, the movie called The Island. Yeah, with Scarlett Johansson. Yes, because I loved Scarlett Johansson. I loved Scarlett Johansson at the time. And Ewan McGregor's in it as well, and I loved Ewan McGregor at the time, so it was like, I was very excited for this movie. And, um, huge spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm about to talk about the ending. (laughs) So, (laughs) because I have to, because that's the only part that Rhyolite shows up. So anyway, I was very surprised because, um, I believe that... Let me look at my notes here. Hold, please. Yep. So, um, The Island came out in 2005. So, I don't know where I was going with that. You were were saying (laughs) this is the the only time it featured was at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, so yes, I had been to Rylight already at this point. Um, By 2005, I had been to Rylight several times at this point. So, at the end of the movie, these people who thought they were people but i told you that i'm gonna talk spoilers so you have been forewarned these people that thought that they were people but find out they're clones and are being farmed for their body parts for the real celebrities um they break out and when they break out they break out of this it's It's like a a missile silo yeah it's like a missile silo underground silo but they come out 
And it's Rhyolite. Yeah. <laughs> they come out onto Rhyolite. You literally see, like, Rhyolite Street. You see the, the like, the bank and everything. You see everything, really. Yeah, and I actually wonder, I don't think you had been to Rhyolite at that time. So that's what got the conversation yeah. started about yeah, we, need that's, we need to go to Rhyolite. Yeah, we need to go to Rhyolite. That's when we went the first time. So if you want to see, if you've never been to Rhyolite and you want to kind of see what it looks like at the end, check out The Island. Um, it's a 2005 movie. Pretty interesting movie. Uh, I already gave away the ending, so my <laughs> apologies. Um, but uh, color me surprised in my research when I found out that there were quite a few more movies that were filmed either solely in Rhyolite or part in Rhyolite, like The Island. Yeah, there was that one uh, gem of a movie that we just watched. No, don't you go ahead of that. <laughs> that is the last one. I can't talk about you it. You keep ruining my it, bullet points. It, you it better a, shut your face hole. It, it was a gem. No, you're messing it up. We haven't even gotten to the spooky parts when we actually go, go ghost hunting. <laughs> go for it. We've had some good ghost hunts there. And yeah. then we had some weird ones. I know. It's it's hard to wonder if it's... If it's um, residual or real like well and then you gotta question the people out there too because you've had experiences where you've seen some things happen. i know we're not going into that stop ah, that okay yeah. going back to the movies you see what happens that i don't even I know how we started. function we can't started. even function because we just keep going off of tangents right <laughs> get so excited talking about things okay so the first movie i could find and if i miss any please tell me because i i was scrounging and thought i pulled as much as i could that has been made there so the first movie, first two movies that I could find that were filmed solely in uh, Rhyolite were called The Air Mail and Wanderer of the Wasteland, which I'm showing was 1924 and 1925 for The Air Mail. And both of those movies actually had the same actress in it. Um, her name was Billy Dove. Hmm. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, if they were filming both of them at the same time. Um... There's not a lot of info on the older ones. They were both black and white and silent films. Interesting. To kind of tell you what was going on in that time. The next movie I found was called Rough Riders Roundup. And it says it... <laughs> Sounds like a porno. <laughs> it's not. It was like a cowboy movie, I think. Um, and it looked like it came out in 1939. And then there was another one that said it's called The Reward in 1965. A lot of these I didn't look too into except for certain ones. The next one, I actually feel like I remember watching this in the 80s because I knew immediately when I heard the name, I knew that it was Melanie Griffith that was in it. And the movie was called Cherry 2000. And it, oh, I think I remember that. Movie. Yeah, and it was one of those, I think it was like kind of same time as Mad Max and they were trying to do that whole yeah. Mad Max feel. I think I do remember that. But I don't remember the Rhyolite part connection does not compute for me. I just remember her red hair. Because I love red hair. We've talked about this already. Anyway, next one on the list I found was called The Arrogant from uh, 1988. And then I show there were two in 1991 that had, I think, partial film. These were all partial filming. The, the two that only filmed there solely was were the first two, The Airmail and Wanderer of the Wasteland. Um, and then in 1991, it was Delusion and Ramona. Uh, 1992, there was a movie called Ultraviolet. Not to be confused with the Ultraviolet movie that had Mila Jovovich in it. Whatever year that was, I didn't research the year. And I I'm sure I said her last name wrong. I totally butchered it. But I watched a preview on that one, the Ultraviolet from 1992, and they have like a shootout in the cook bank. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty funny to watch. It looked pretty horrible. 
And then there was one that came out in 1998 called Six String Samurai. And I feel like I need to watch this movie because there was like a dude that was playing guitar, but he's like a samurai. And there was some band and the guy had a red zoot suit on and they were playing in the bank and on the bank. And I'm like, I need to see this movie. It was just pictures. Down by the bank? They were just pictures. I only saw stills. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening in this movie, but I need to see it. And then, of course, The Island was the next one I show on the list at 2005. Um, there was another one in 2007 called Bone Dry. It listed as a filming location, but I, I saw nothing in the trailer, so I don't know. I didn't feel like watching the movie. <laughs> and, okay, this one. This one killed me. Uh, it, it made me laugh so hard. So I watched a preview for this. It's called Alone in the Sand in 2009. They're supposed to be in the bank, or sorry, in Iraq. During like the war or something like that? During some war, I I just, I watched the preview on silent. I just wanted to see it. But but literally, it it was kind of funny. I still will watch this later. But there was a shootout in, where would you think? You guessed it, the bank again. It's all ruins and falling apart. I don't know if if you've seen pictures at least of Rylite currently. It doesn't look like Iraq. No. Like at all. And 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 I don't know the circumstances behind that filming, but I was just like, oh no, how you cannot say Rylite is Iraq. That's crazy looking. Anyway. It, it looked like a pretty low budget film, so Yeah. I mean a lot of them that film there, I think the reason why it's probably a good free filming spot, I doubt they even needed permission. Because <laughs> yeah, back right. in the day, they didn't even have fencing up. Yeah, You could true. just walk in the buildings. You sure could. The fencing was new. That The fencing was during my time. It's only, yeah, it's only started going up uh, fairly recently. Yeah, there's fencing now around all... Well, not all. Not the... Not the not the brothel or yeah. the jail. A lot of them. Well, those are very sturdy. The, it's the fencings around the buildings that are falling down. And the yeah. bank is literally falling to pieces. And it's three, four stories tall. So if something falls in there, it's going to kill you. Yep. And then uh, there's another one in 2009 called Twice as Dead. And the final movie, which we actually took our time. We rented it. We paid four ninety nine to rent this. To watch it. It was filmed in 2018, it says. And it's called Cannibal Corpse Killers. Oh, yeah. The the only part Shit. that was actually um, Rhyolite filmed was the very beginning of it. It was, again, in the bank. And actually, the vault part. Um, they're doing some kind of witchcraft, I think, or something. I'm not sure. But it was kind of interesting because I thought I noticed that they also filmed in Gold Point, it looked like. Which is another area we will tell you about. Yeah, another episode. But I bet you didn't know you were going to get a history lesson today. Right. I hope you, I hope you're not bored by now. Yeah, I know, right? A lot of history. Yeah. So, um, but note to those that are road tripping: if you road trip from Vegas to Rhyolite or anywhere south and riding up north to Rhyolite, you have to stop in Beatty and you have to stop at the Death Valley Nut and Candy Company. Heck yeah, that place. Is so much fun that it is a must stop. You got to get your your fuel. You need your fuel to go ghost hunting if you're gonna go or, or investigating at Rylight. You know you need your fuel. It's like the sweet factory on steroids. Yeah, and anyone that has ever driven um, the drive recently between Nevada and California, they know about this place called Eddie's World. Right. 
It's kind of a smaller version of Eddie's World, and fun fact I found out, it's like the brother company. Yeah, I think yeah, they're even set up the same. So the original one was actually Death Valley Nut and Candy, and it's in Beatty, and Beatty's this this cute little town, but that is the best store. They've got all, like, bulk candy and bulk nuts, and when the pandemic was in full force, la- like, last year, or no, not full force, when it was starting, that's yeah. what it was. I, it was right before everything got shut down, but people were still buying up all the water and toilet paper. They actually had a lot of water, and I was like, wow, they're they're stocked good for their city. Because it's yeah. a small city, oh, so yeah. they they definitely needed it. They probably supplied the whole city. Yeah, I I actually told my, my coworkers, like, I, let's not buy water here. Like, they need it. This is for their residents. Yeah. Because like, it's, a, it's a very small town, if you see, but really cool. People tend to be nice there. But, yeah, so... On to the, the spooky stories now. This is right. what you probably came here for. But please, I will ask if you watch any of those movies, tell me all about what your thoughts on any of those movies that I listed and <laughs> if you see the Rhyolite in it. It's supposedly one of the most um, photographed ghost towns on the West. Yeah, definitely. It's, good. it's a great spot for photographs. So I want to mention one of the coolest ones, I think, um... And our one of our very obvious EVPs that we caught in Rhylite, which leads us to believe that it's not always residual that's there. But we mentioned a brothel earlier. Right, yeah. There is a brothel that's actually quite near to the police station, which mm-hmm. I find funny. Right. Because they're like, ha, I'm going to throw you right in there after doing that stuff. Right. Although, actually, it wasn't illegal at the time. I don't think it was illegal at the time, no. Okay, so maybe not the police were just going over there and having a good time. Right. So... Um, we were walking near that building. It was you, me, and Melissa and Justin, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So that's my sister and her husband. Um, we were down there. I don't even know what time of year this was, what year it was, because we've gone so many times right. that they kind of all blended together. Um, but we were we were walking around and just literally like we do like we'll we'll walk around normal when it's places like that everything's outside and we're walking down the path and we're having conversation, um, but we're near the brothel and when we play back the recording we hear a whim a I can't even talk today <laughs> a woman whisper take me with you yeah so we thought maybe it was one of the prostitutes talking to either Josh or Justin saying, hey, take me with you. I want to go home with you. She wants something. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe that is residual. Maybe that that poor prostitute is stuck there residually wanting to, like, give a blowjob or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I don't know what that one was. But, it, yeah, we, we've got a few things out there. And, and it's weird because the brothel, there's no electricity out there. There's nothing really going on out there and we've had a couple little weird experiences out there we had that old timey whistle that one time do you remember yeah it it was um in between the bank and the school right that was in between the bank and the jail or no no the, the bank me, the, is not near the jail the brothel and the jail i mean i could be wrong though the whistle no the old timey okay so this is what i was wondering because you keep talking about the old timey whistle but i don't know that you were there for it maybe i'm thinking of a different one i think Maybe it's a different one that, that you're thinking of, or maybe we talk about... See, this happens a lot. We talk about different things so much in front of each other all the time that we actually forget that <laughs> we, we might not have been at that place. <laughs> <laughs> like, we literally put ourselves... Like, I'll put Josh in places 
that he definitely wasn't in memories like when we weren't even there with like and i'll be in memories of with him that he like i wasn't there before so right. sorry see tangents it's terrible um so no we if i remember correctly was uh we're exiting the 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 bank no the school i'm sorry it was a school exiting the school and walking towards whatever that building is next to it and it's not a lot that's there it's pretty much torn down yeah. but it goes down and we stopped because we were looking at all the rusted old cans because you can tell they're very old because they're that brown completely rusted old tins that are out there and we started to hear this whistle and it was a tune I had never heard before and we remembered it all night we kept whistling it and whistling it and whistling it so that we could remember it and of course the next day we couldn't remember and I haven't remembered it since um and it, uh, we were recording at the time, but it didn't catch on the recording. Yeah, yeah, that was when we actually heard live. Live. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was so one of the things Josh had mentioned earlier was that uh, we don't always just have paranormal things that happen when we go to Rylite. That's why this is baronormal because it's not just paranormal; it's also just strange people and possible murderers. <laughs> so. Uh, this was before Josh. I went down there with my sister and my boyfriend at the time. But again, this will just say was Josh. <laughs> and um, when we went down there, uh, I didn't have my glasses. So I wasn't able to see this very clearly. But um, we were kind of sitting. And this was before they put the fencing up. And we were uh, standing investigating one building. It was probably the school or the bank because they're the most solid still buildings that you can kind of mess around in right um and there was a truck that started to slowly drive by you know there's a main road that goes in and out and um he was driving by really slow we didn't it was a little creepy but you know basically when you're there at night you're always creeped out so we're just like maybe we were just creeped out but then my sister kind of was like freaking out and she's like she started describing the woman there was a man driving i could see that um and she said she had thought originally that she saw a woman driving, or I mean, I'm sorry, a woman in the passenger seat. But then by the time he drove past us, um, it, whatever was in the passenger seat was covered with a blanket. And we're like, okay, that's weird, you know, whatever, I don't know. What, yeah. like, but she described the woman to a T. She said, like, she had long, like... Um, like dark hair but like with the gray streaks in the front or something mm -hmm. but her eyes were closed so she thought she was sleeping um, and he kind of followed the road like it goes up and around a little bit and you start going the other way towards the, the jail and the brothel and yeah, stuff often and, where there's not a lot of stuff out there yeah and he turned off a ways and, and as you know like I talked about for a good 20 freaking minutes Rylite was a mining town so there are mines you have to be careful of that are out there we actually came up on one that was just a hole in the ground. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. In the daytime with Justin, I think. Yeah, we, we found... Yeah, it was scary. I was like, don't get too close. That thing would cave in on you. So, yeah, you definitely need to be careful when you go out there. But um, he this car drove out there while we were still investigating. We kind of were keeping an eye because it was really weird. And, you know, again, there's just one road in and out. So you have to come back down that main road. And when he drove back... Whatever was in the passenger seat was gone. So, the lady? So, our concern is that... 
just like, a body. did he dump a body? Ugh. Or did we, did my sister see what she saw? Because it would, there, at the time, they've put some lights in now. Yeah. But at the time, there were no lights. There was only one tiny RV at the time, if I remember. Like, this was early on still, like, probably early 2000s, before you. Yeah, so it's super dark out there still. Yeah, it was still dark, so it's like, you have to, like, second-guess yourself. Like, did, did I just see that? Oh, my God. That's creepy. And I, I I, believe we went over there to talk to the people and told them what we saw, and they said they were going to look into it, but we never heard anything. We just, We just thought it was really weird. That was... What happens outside of Vegas stays outside of Vegas. <laughs> what happens outside of Vegas maybe sometimes falls down mine shafts. Right, apparently. Um, we see a lot of, uh, like, the, it's a desert, guys. So, like, tarantulas. We've seen tarantulas. We've heard rattlesnakes. Lots of those. Um, and I would like <laughs> you to tell me about the time when we had the car thing. So we went out there one time. And, and, and the thing about ghost hunting is it's not always super active you know it's not always gonna it's not you're not gonna get something every time and that that's the one thing people don't seem to get because they watch the ghost hunting shows on tv and there's always something well how many shots have they gone through before they got to that mm-hmm. so but we went out there and, and we were really just kind of out there and, and we weren't getting any feelings we weren't getting creepy vibes no. it was just very for a lack of better terms dead yeah um but and there's nothing going on we weren't getting any hits on the emf we weren't getting any evps we no. weren't getting any activity whatsoever. No sounds, no, nothing. It, it was just a quiet day. And we're walking around, we're like, nothing's happening. So we're like, well, maybe we'll just call it a night and go home. So then we start walking back to the car, and we get a different feeling. It feels like something's watching you. Like either animal or hills have eyes. Yeah, it what didn't feel like a ghosty type thing. It felt like somebody was watching us, and somebody or something wanted us gone. Mm-hmm. And it felt like we were being stalked a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So we started, we're like, all right, let's get back to the car. So we start going back to the car, and, and, and we get closer to closer to the car. And all of a sudden, the car's lights start going off. But not in a way that the car is designed for them to go off. It went off yeah. left headlight, right fog light, right headlight, left fog light, backlights, and in like a weird pattern that didn't make any sense. Well, and mind you, during this time, too... When one light would turn on and then the next one would turn off, that one would, it would like, it would go on, then that one would turn off and the other one would come on. So they were flashing on and off in, weird in a succession. weird pattern. Yeah. Never did it before, never did it again. Yeah, yeah. And I've had that, I had that car for years and that, that, that is one of the few problems it did not have. <laughs> and if you know Josh, the way he always carries his car keys is he'll keep the key fob out of his pocket. So it can't get knocked around. Right. So there was no way that it should have been going off at all because it wasn't being touched. Right. Um, but at that point, we got extremely nervous and just sped walked, almost ran back yeah. to the car and got out of there. Got out of there. We were done with that one. But we've, we've had other experiences too. We've had, we've never had hostile experiences at Rylight until that moment, yeah. which makes me believe, that's why we both say we believe it was either animal or human because... But whatever it was doesn't explain what the, happened with the car. Maybe it was our guardian angel trying to scare away whatever was charging. Get, get back to the car. It could have been a mountain lion. We had seconds, I bet, and maybe yeah. the lights going off was trying to scare the dang mountain still lion away me, from tackling. Still gives me goosebumps. I'm a snack-sized meal. Yeah, you are a <laughs> snack-sized meal. I know, it's, it's very scary. Um, 
So there is a cemetery also a little ways. You got to drive farther out to kind of get to the cemetery. Yeah. And it's behind this little fencing area. That's a cool little fun, fun little trip. You definitely, uh, it's better to be in an off-road car or something that's a little higher up. Something higher. Yeah. Don't do, don't do lower cars. There's lots of it's not gonna make unpaved. It. Well, there's like, it's like kind of paved, but very rocky roads still. Um. You're talking about putting on here so you don't make noises <laughs> and then you put your feet on the table. Sorry. <laughs> um, but the, it's really creepy in there. Some t- we, like, we went and kind of looked around just to see. And there are some mounds in there that don't have t- like headstones. Yeah, some of the graves even look like they're dug up a little bit. Yeah. You ever see those ones where you're like, something's missing? I think it's just old and like... And, and some of them are outside of the ground. Like, that's why I said, yeah, the they're mounds, the, they're yeah, mounds. And you can kind of see into them. They're, I mean, it's an old grave, uh, grave site, and it's not taken care of at all. It's pretty scary. So, there is one more incident I'd like to bring up, and I'm hoping we don't disappear after bringing it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, so, for those of you that do not know, Area 51 is in Nevada. It is. Um, In a small town called Rachel, Nevada. It is. Uh, if you're looking on a map and you were like on a road, if you're going north, like, hey, I want to go to Rhyolite, it's the road that goes the opposite direction of Rhyolite, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but so interestingly enough, that's why I'm trying to tell you that uh, Area 51 is the opposite direction because we were heading to Rhyolite. That's why we were going out there. It was myself and Josh and our friend Brandon, I believe you were driving, right? And- no, Brandon was driving. We were driving his little car. If I were driving, we'd have caught them. We did catch them. They just wouldn't let us. No, I, I was filming. Okay. Anyway, so when we were driving, we started to pull up and um, saw what looked like. And I don't know if you, if any of you have seen this before, but it's like when you have those semi trucks that have wide loads and they have to take like two lanes on the freeway. Yeah. So typically, you've got like. A car with flags and lights behind the semi truck, and a car with flags and lights in the front. But this is a two lane road, right? This so they're is taking the north and southbound lanes, right? So basically, what I was trying to say is, I, I, well, I thought I don't know about the two guys, but at the time, I thought it was um, like construction or something. Yeah. We were going to have to turn around. We're like, typically, when we go out to Rhyolite, we go out late because we want to get the certain hours when we're out there to see if it's more active and especially in a desert the sun stays out later so you kind of have to go later um but yeah so we we come up on this thing and we realize it's not construction it's actually um a police officer with his lights on was he a bike no he he was in a car he was going back and forth trying to get traffic away not yet yeah so we we uh when we pulled up um that's well that's when i realized it was a police officer in his car and it was a very large uh semi truck thing yeah. and he started swerving mm-hmm. back and forth to and push people back yeah. and slowing down and i wouldn't even say people cuz it was we were in the front yeah there was no one behind us for a little while till we slowed down mm-hmm. but um yeah, he started to slow down to push us backward, and that's when, like, Josh started filming because he noticed something about what they were carrying on this semi-truck. I'm going to let you explain it because you saw it really good. Well, so what what they had on the, the back of the truck, it had a tarp over it, 
And then it had these like weird lights like that they, they kind of strung on it so they could see what was on the trailer. They apparently wanted to see what was on the trailer, it, it looked like, almost like at all times. Uh-huh. Um, but the front of it was kind of rounded shaped, and the back had two fins on it that kind of went off like in a V formation, but it didn't look like any airplane I've ever seen. No. And it was really weird how they kind of were just pushing us back. Yep. But the weirdest part was... Yes. They finally let the cars go by. The the semi-truck pulls off into the desert, but then drives off into the mountainside. Yeah, turns left onto the desert there... There was, like, a road. We couldn't quite see the road. Yeah. But we watch it, right? We we watch it. We start driving slow. There's nothing. It's driving towards a mountain. Yeah, as we're driving away, we can literally see it just drive into, like, like there's a mountain. That's all there was there. So, you know how, like, everyone uh, a few years ago wanted, or a year ago, wanted to, like, storm Area 51? That's why I'm like, hopefully we don't disappear because that might be a new actual spot where yeah. they're housing them because that looked like a spaceship to me. Well, you know what they always say. <laughs> or like it, some kind of craft. If they've declassified a, a classified place, it's there's another one somewhere else. You yeah, don't have to worry about it. It's not there anymore. But, yeah, so who's to say? We, we definitely thought it, it, it was some kind of craft that we didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. It's a fun place to visit, though. It's like an adventure getting there every time. So, yeah, if you're ever on your way to Rhyolite and you see something like that, who knows? Maybe you also will see some kind of alien yeah. craft. I'm not sure if, or, or who knows? Maybe there's some kind of military base out there that we don't know about, but. Well, yeah, and there's a military base on the way. Yeah. But it was way past that. It, it was yeah. super weird. You know, that military base is where you get, like, near where you get the moisturized chicken. Oh, Creech. Yeah, well. <laughs> I actually had moisturized chicken written down as the last one. <laughs> okay, this is a fun story. And just to add to the paranormal, because it's not just paranormal, it's weird shit. <laughs> so this was myself and Josh, uh, my Most sister, and then her boyfriend at the time, not her husband. Um, we were going towards Rylight, and and there's a gas station on the right, it's different now. I don't recall what it was named at the time, but they had a sign that said that, like, now serving moisturized chicken. Yeah. And we are like, what the fuck is a moisturized chicken? We need to stop and find out. Because, <laughs> what? Little did we know. If you're advertising that it's moist, we probably should have known to already be scared. Yeah, you think you might want to <laughs> let somebody know about that. So... Funny thing, we get in there, and uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time was in a band, and the girl at the front desk somehow recognized him. I don't know if she just worked in Creech, and she was from Vegas. I'm not sure. I don't know how that happened. But she, like, recognized him and was fangirling hard to the point it was pissing my sister off. Like, lay off my man. She was going to stalk us all the way out there. And I don't know if she gave him the moisturized chicken for free because we were just joking. We weren't going to buy the stuff. We looked at the chicken and it was like gray. I asked them how old the ham was and they said, it's only about a day old. It wasn't even ham. It was gray. It was like gray. Ugh. So she she's fangirling hard and we go to leave and I kid you not, she's like, I, I'm, well, I, I am kidding a little, but it's just, you know, 
joking a little bit when I say hands to the window, face pressed, yeah, like right. watching after him. But she was watching, like she, I think she was a little obsessed. She even was asking, like, are you, where are you guys going? Can I go? Like, you like wanted to go with us. Yeah, we creepy. didn't tell, we didn't tell her where we were going because we didn't want to end up down a mine shaft. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we get the stuff. Poor Josh eats that sam or sandwich or wrap or whatever he got and like ha- I, had like I had a, a bite. bite. I had a bite, yeah. Half a bite and like had to stop because he knew he'd be sick if he ate it. Mm-hmm. And the moisturized chicken was like, if you've seen uh, Christmas Vacation, right? When they go to cut into the turkey and it just kind of deflates like a balloon with all the air, and it's just dry. Yeah. This was the more the moisturized chicken that's about right thankfully that place no longer is there and i'm assuming that's because they probably had one too many moisturized chicken lawsuits <laughs> but my god learn your lesson if something says it's moisturized don't listen no. how, how did they moisturize <laughs> it did they use like lucrative or oh maybe some curel jergens yeah they're, they're, ultra they're, healing they're, moisturizing they're, lotion jergen their chicken <laughs> It sounds wrong. Uh, you know, and now that we're talking, we've just had a lot of more weird things happen, including paranormal things. Mm-hmm. Like, but like Rylate and so it's about the adventure. It is that that drive. Don't just go because sh- there. I don't know if you can fly straight into Beatty, but there is a Beatty Airport. I've seen it. I don't know if you want to fly into it. But the adventure of driving from Vegas to Rylate is actually quite fun. The the drive is always hard on the way back because you've you've had your trip, you've had your fun, and now you have like a three and a half hour drive back home. Right. So if if you're lucky, maybe you can find a spot to stay in Beatty if you want to. We usually just like going straight home. But I don't know, Rylite's real fun. Mm-hmm. Do you got anything else you want to talk about with Rylite? Um, you know, it, for me it's just always been the adventure. I, I know we've the jail always feels like something's going to happen over there, but nothing really happens. I want to get in the jail because there is a part of the jail you can't get into. It, I think it just feels creepy because somebody went to the trouble to bend the bars. Obviously. Yes. Obviously, they use some kind of bottle jack or something to bend the bars because those bars aren't bending. Yeah, those but, are. You know, definitely be careful while you're out there. I mean, I've had some weird little things happen at the school. We've we had, did some flashlight uh, experiments there and had some go off there. Yeah. But the ones we had the coolest spots were actually more recently, we're down in the cabins, away oh, from everything. Oh, yes. We were getting all kinds of weird EMF spikes. They were just clicking all over the place. Yep. Um, and there was absolutely no electricity there, so there's no, no reason it should go off. No. Um, we had one, and it actually, we could follow it around. Yeah. And we were following it around the building. We were following it around in between the buildings, and it was almost like it was leaving us for a while, and then it just kind of dissipated. I think it ran out of energy. Yeah. You know, that was a pretty cool experience, and we, we had that one on, on film, and I think we had some... Our kids were tagging along with us. Cool. That was, I was just about to ask you if that was the same one, because that was the one I remember we were doing some EVP sessions, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have the EVP with us. We'll do a couple of episodes where it's just straight EVPs, and we'll explain each one beforehand. But so the verbiage isn't going to be exactly right, but if I recall, there was a male voice and he said something along the lines of that um, his money was, like, he was basically killed for his money. Ooh. Something like that. Um, we'll pull we'll pull the EVPs and play them and I'll get the exact verbiage. But we ended up catching that. And Very we had, yeah. yeah, and we had never gotten anything by In those little cabins before. 
And since, really. Yeah. We only yeah. went maybe one or two times, I think, since. I remember we were listening to it in, in the car, and it was we had the speakers on real loud so we could hear it. It was, it was such a creepy little sound to hear it coming up, because we're like, we didn't think we'd write anything for a while. Yeah. But it was, it's, it's a fun, fun experience. If you do go, please respect it. Um, you will see tons of tin cans over there, out there, because yep. there's literally, like, the soup cans that they would eat. Yep. Are still there. Mm-hmm. Some of their utensils are still there. Some They're of their rusted cars, out. rusted car parts. Yeah, there's rusted and... cars out there. Now, some of those cars aren't from the period. No, They're I know. They're definitely, you know, but. But the really, really rusted ones. It's just really weird to see the things that get left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like uh, the little visitor center where they got, like, the ghosts that, yeah. that they have out there. So that's a fun little thing to take pictures with. Yeah. They've got a little art section and somebody made, like, these. Uh, they're probably, like, almost like a paper mache type of ghost or. Some weird, like, concrete slurry ghost. Um, but those are fun to take pictures with. Yeah, and there's um, there's a museum out there. Mm-hmm. I apologize, I didn't get the name, but it's some air museum um, that's over there. Like, yeah. you can fully walk through it. They've mm-hmm. got a pamphlet and everything. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's also... It's cool. Definitely go to it. Start in the daytime. Right. Like, yeah, you definitely got to experience everything that's there during the daytime. Yeah. And then let the creepiness of the, the town just yeah. kind of settle in as the night comes in. Because it does. It, it's There's nothing out there. Um, and the town around it is just not a lot. It's a small little town. So yeah. It, it just creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's cool because uh, if you go during the day, like I was mentioning, you have time to even tour around Beatty. And you could... You could look up, like it said, the different buildings that were in Beatty. Maybe mm-hmm. you could find some rhyolite buildings. Because we haven't even done that yet. Right. Um, ourselves. There's a church there that, Ooh, that has kind nice. of always creeped me out. And I remember one time before the, the windows of the church were boarded up, um, I swear I caught like sh- like two children's shadows in there. But it, the, in the, in the, window, the windows right? have yeah. since been boarded up. Yeah. Either way, it's a great place to visit. It's, it's an easy ghost hunt. You're not going to always get something, but you definitely will get the creepy vibes. Um, but be careful and don't, you know, wear boots because you don't want to step on a tarantula or rattlesnake. Yeah. Be prepared. Bring flashlights. Bring water. Yeah. And if you are going to walk around at night, you need to make sure you're looking where you're walking because, like we've said, this was a mining town and there are mines out there. So just be safe. Don't go walking in the buildings because you could fall through the floors. Yeah, they're, they are falling apart. This is exactly why they've put fencing up. Because yeah. now at this point, they've fallen apart. And clearly it's because of the visitors and the movies and everything. It's just time eroding it. But yeah, you have to be safe. Those bu- The ones that don't have um, the fencing around it, though, are still really cool to look at. Right. And you can get cool pictures. And if you do go out there, let us know what you caught. Let yeah! us know what you found. Let us know your experiences. Totally. Email us. What's your email? Barrownormalpodcast at gmail.com. And guess what, everyone? I did it. <laughs> I have done it. Social. We have social oh my gosh. media now. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I've only created the Facebooks and the Instagrams. <laughs> Uh, be patient with me. I have told you we're old right. and don't want to be on the social medias. So, but our Facebook page is Barrow Normal Podcast. Mm-hmm. Feel free to add Check yourself up. to that, and we can chat while we're on there. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
And then the Instagram is also Barrel Normal Podcast. Yeah, we'll start putting some pictures on there from yep. time to time and things like that of things that we th- thought were just weird and abnormal. And maybe we'll find other things and we'll put them on there and say, "Hey, what do you guys think about this stuff?" Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share pictures um, of the rhyolite like I talked about with you guys the before pictures because you'll be amazed because this is actually the first time. I've looked into stuff and found the before photos, and I was just, I was impressed. Yeah, I agree. It was a crazy town that rose fast and died hard. Yeah. I and mean, fast. talk about a short <laughs> lifespan. For real. Because in all reality, it was literally like 1905 to 1910 is really when That's it started to just... compact energy in that period of time. Yeah. That's probably why it's still so haunted to this day. That's probably why that the, the residual stuff keeps happening because it was so active, so fast, and then just boop. Yeah, so much energy, so fast, so much excitement. Yep. People, I'm sure there was fighting. I'm Ooh, sure there was. Brawling. Yeah, I mean, everything you can imagine in such a short amount of time, just concentrated mm-hmm. in that small area. And that's why it's like it is now. Well, think about it. Of course it was exciting. You've got booze. You've got gold. You've got prostitutes. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a good old-fashioned Western. <laughs> 50 saloons, people. There was fighting. There's more saloons <laughs> than places to stay. This is typical... I, I just want to say Vegas, even though it's not Vegas. But, like, of course there would be more bars than other things. <laughs> that's just that's just normal, guys. Right. And gals. And, and gals. And everyone. And, and My apologies. That's just, I just say it like that. Weirdos. Yeah, weirdos. That's what y'all are. <laughs> You're weirdos with us, Kate. Right. Do your own barrow normal. Find your barrow normal and tell us all about it. I want to hear your stories and maybe we can share some. For real. Probably gonna share some. I don't know why I said maybe. <laughs> we will. Anyway. So yeah, send us an email at barrownormalpodcast.com. Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. I was going to like, I'm gonna, just to the internet. I'm going to cut that right out. And then check us out on Facebook, Baronormal Podcast, and Instagram, Baronormal Podcast. Woo-hoo! So, stay weird, friends. Bye, guys. Bye. Till next time.